Longevity. It can mean a lot of different things to different people. But something I think we can all agree on is that we don't just want to live longer, we want to live longer and better. We want to be healthier as we age. Today, we're joined by Anne Louise Gittleman, a top nutritionist and a leading voice in identifying ways to extend your lifespan. We'll be talking to her about her new book, Radical Longevity, the powerful plan to sharpen your brain, strengthen your body, and reverse the symptoms of aging. She'll share some of her seven radical rules to extend your youth span and what radical longevity can really mean in your life. She'll also help you understand how to grow older without growing old. All this and more on today's Be Healthistic. Welcome to Be Healthistic, the podcast that's more than just health and wellness information. It's here to help you explore your options across traditional and natural medicine so that you can make informed decisions for you and your family. This podcast illuminates the whole story about holistic health by providing access to the expertise of Dr. Steve and Drew Sinatra, who together have decades of integrative health experience. Be Healthistic is powered by our friends at Healthy Directions. Now, let's join our hosts. Hi, folks. If you like what you hear today and you want to listen to future conversations on all things integrative and holistic health, subscribe to our podcast at BeHealthisticPodcast.com. Also, check out and subscribe to the Healthy Directions YouTube channel, which features video versions of our episodes plus extra videos you won't want to miss. And finally, we have more with me, Dr. Drew Sinatra, my dad, Dr. Steve Sinatra, and other health experts at HealthyDirections.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Be Healthistic. Today in the show, we're welcoming Anne Louise Gittleman, a top nutritionist and a pioneer for dietary, longevity, environmental, and women's health issues. Called, quote, the first lady of nutrition, end quote, Anne Louise is an award-winning New York Times bestselling author of over 35 books on health and nutrition, including Beyond Pritikin, Super Nutrition for Women, and the revolutionary Fat Flush Plan. She's also very conscious of the impact that EMF and RF, which is electromagnetic fields and radio frequency, have on our health, which my dad and I talk about all the time, and which she also wrote a book on called Zapped. Today, we're going to focus on Anne Louise's new project, a fascinating book that recently came out this spring called Radical Longevity, the powerful plan to sharpen your brain, strengthen your body, and reverse the symptoms of aging. We're going to ask her all about the book and how it aims to redefine the aging process. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Anne Louise. My pleasure, Drew. It's nice to see you and your dad. Hello, Steve. It's great to be with you, Anne Louise. Last time I was there was at your 70th birthday party, and that was terrific. That was awesome. And I want to thank you for donating your oils. They were magnificent. I love that olive oil. Oh, that was great. Yeah, we had all different olive oil from varietals on the table. I remember that. And I got to tell you, I really love this book. I mean, I've oh. read this book. I've, you know, I've underlined it and everything else. And this is a great book. I mean, this says it all. This is like a summary of the 21st century. And you know what I like best about it? At the end, and maybe Drew and I can get into this uh, with you. At the end, you give this little summary about everything from targeted supplements to nutrition to lifestyle to other. And you, and you talk about basically in a, in a little chart you know, various chapters. And I thought that was an ingenious way 
of summarizing what you said beforehand. And when I got to this, I said, oh, my gosh, this is like a knockout punch. I mean, <laughs> honestly, all people have to do is read the end of the book, you know, read your solutions and they'll get it. And then they can study it later on and come back and, and look at it again because it's it's really superb. I got to tell you, it's an A plus plus. I'm so. glad. Do you, agree, do you agree with all those healthy nutrients, by the way, and the Mediterranean diet that I focus on to, to a major extent in the book? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Drew, you're privy to this, too. But uh, I've been writing about the Mediterranean diet for years, and I have a textbook of cardiology coming out. Drew's contributing to it as well. It's coming out in 2022. And I was going to write about the PAM diet, about the Okinawa diet and the Mediterranean diet. But, you know, the Bloomberg series came out only like a year, year and a half ago. And Spain just surpassed Okinawa. So now the average lifespan in Spain is eight years or eight and a half years longer than the average American. Spain wow. was number one. I think Portugal was number two and Italy was number three. Okinawa wow. went down to five. So, wow. so I think the common denominator, I mean, you know, whether it's a, veg a vegetarian diet, a vegan diet, you know, a, a small diet with small amounts of, you know, meat, pro animal protein, et cetera. I, I think the kingpin of that Mediterranean diet, because what, what do all those company, uh, countries have in common, whether it's Libya, Crete, southern France, Italy, Spain, they use olive oil. It's just amazing. And, uh, you know, if you look at the data on olive oil, it's incredible because it tears down your pro-inflammatory genes, you know, it makes them go back to a non-inflammatory state. And we're all into genetics. And by the way, you did a great job in genetics in this book. I mean, I mean, you talked about that. You talked about resveratrol, impacting DNA and all that good stuff. So you know, <laughs> I should hand it off to you because there's a lot of good stuff in this book. Well, okay. So I, I actually, I, I want to start off with this because, Anne Louise, your first sentence, the lead-in sentence says this, and I want to discuss this. I'm not a big fan of anti-aging. In fact, I'm pro-aging in the sense that I want to continue aging with power, grace, guts, and beauty. And I just want to say that that's amazing that you wrote that because I've, I've always had a little bit of an issue with the term and phrase anti-aging. I mean, you go to these anti-aging conferences and you think to yourself, well, why are we against, why are we opposed to aging? We should be pro-aging. So I really like really the, the outline that you provided for this in terms of the radical longevity because you're looking at more longevity, how to promote that and not necessarily anti-aging. No, Drew, I'm so happy you said that because I really feel that aging is a privilege. It's a privilege that's denied to far too many people. But we have to approach aging with a whole new overview, so to speak. We're, we're involved with so many environmental assaults in this day and age. We've got to get to the root causes of our disease disorders and then live a life till 120. My grandfather used to say, ad mea esrim, till 120. And I think it's possible to expand your youth span, not expand the period of dying. So that's what the title Radical Longevity is all about. Do you like that title, by the way, gentlemen? Oh, absolutely. I love it. It's brilliant. Me too. M yeah. Much more appropriate than anti-aging, because I, I, like I said, I, I still, uh, I still have issues with that phrase. It's, it's, it bothers me. <laughs> so. Well, you know, Drew, uh, Anne Louise uses the phrase "aging gracefully." I mean, yes. that's what it's all about. It's really aging, and 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 she like. I mean, I, I believe it as well. At seventy is the new fifty. I mean, don't you agree, <laughs> Louise? I mean, seventy is the new about. forty. Seventy is the new forty, oh, and I'll see 40. it on the Oh, okay. You, 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 you're down. You're down notch by a decade. That sounds great. <laughs>
<laughs> I love that. But I, but I think we can all approach aging with a whole new overview. You know, you have to take a bold and new vision. And the consequences here is that you'll be more resilient, you'll be more graceful. And we should approach aging as saging. I don't even like the word mm. aging. I think we all need to sage as we grow older, not age. So you can grow older without growing old. And of course, the maintenance may become higher because of all the toxins in the environment, and the accumulation of toxicities over a lifetime. But if you take care of the deficiencies, your vitamins, your minerals, Minerals, your resveratrol, your olive oil, your polyphenols, and you mind your minerals. And I think that's the real key. And Steve, I wanted to tell you something about the Mediterranean diet. One of the reasons it's so very healthy that I talk about in the book is because it's low in iron. The use of red meat just occasionally, right. the use of olive oil occasionally all lowers iron. All the Mediterranean people have very low ferritin levels, and that's because of the way they drink their wine. It lowers iron. So that's a key that nobody talks about, but that you'll find in radical longevity. Well, you know, iron's a pro-oxidant. You're absolutely right. And ions involved in a Fenton reaction. And Drew got an A in biochemistry in college. I didn't, but you know, you know, you know <laughs> oh, geez, that's that, a long Drew. time ago, Dad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, you're absolutely right. Iron ages you. I mean, the only people that should take iron on the planet is really, you know, premenopausal women. I mean, yes. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, when I see vitamins, especially for males that have iron in it, or some of these prostate supplements had iron, you know, I, I, I couldn't believe it. You know, why give a male iron? I, I, I just don't get it. Do you remember that study that came out? What one of you probably remembers is I think it was in circulation in the 1990s where they showed that all these men that had high ferritin levels over 300 had an enormous rate of heart disease risk, only second to yeah. homocysteine. I mean, it was like groundbreaking. So when everybody goes to see the doctor, you have to get a ferritin level. So radical longevity rule number one, get the to a doctor and get a ferritin level, which they normally don't order. So I think you have to be very proactive and order it. And in my research that I've done in the Book, and I think you gentlemen will agree it has to be under at least 100. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. You know, I have the Sinatra smart zone where I have those levels. But I remember when I wrote my book, Reverse Heart Disease Now with Dr. Jim Roberts, um, we called we had a whole chapter called toxic blood syndrome. And mm. we included LP little a in there and homocysteine and high fibrinogen in women, especially postmenopausal women. But ferritin was in there as well, because, again, you know, I mean, who needs, you know, all these excessive pro-oxidants? It's only going to age you. I mean, that's well, it ends up in your brain. It ends up in your liver. It ends up on your skin with those brown spots. So what I tell everybody to do, the most important thing you can do for radical longevity, and I bet you tell your patients this, Dr. Drew, is you go and you donate blood every year. And if you've mm -hmm. got really high iron, it should be every two to three months. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would take that one to the bank. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Anne Louise, I, I love it if our listeners can get an understanding of, of these seven radical rules that you talk about uh, in your book. So can you kind of um, perhaps summarize some of those? Yes, I've got my cue cards right here. You know, I wrote rewrote the book three times through. <laughs> <laughs> I, the book just needed more information about resveratrol and God only knows what. So the first one is rule number one, immunity is everything. And wouldn't you agree in light of the pandemic? Absolutely. So the most important mineral has got to be zinc, but you got to watch your zinc-copper ratio. So you don't want to have too much zinc in relation to copper, too much copper in relation to zinc because they're antagonistic. So zinc is a very important mineral to really modify your zinc levels. You need to take a red blood cell zinc. So to really know what your levels are, you need to be able to take that. 
I personally need about 75 to 100 milligrams a day. I go through zinc like white on rice. So zinc is exceedingly important. I like to use a lot of pumpkin seeds in the diet. I like to use eggs in the diet, cage-free eggs, maybe a little bit of red meat here and there. That's number one. Number two is vitamin D. Isn't that the, the Amen. <laughs> anti, anti-aging mineral? Or actually, it's a vitamin of the decade. I mean, there's nothing that, that you can't cure with vitamin D. But vitamin D is important if it's in an oil form. So if you're taking it in a water-soluble form, Get some fat with your vitamin D. Take it with a little olive oil, like Steve, your olive oil would be an excellent adjunct to the right. vitamin D. A little melatonin at night, we're finding that's very helpful. And the other thing that I think people should really learn about is quercetin, which I'm seeing is exceedingly helpful in terms of getting rid of any of the cytokine uh, inflammatory responses that people get when they get inflammation in the lungs. It's very important for allergies, very important for any kind of prostate or breast issues. So I talk about all of those in that chapter, which is very important in terms of immunity. And then, of course, taking vitamin D levels and your ferritin levels exceedingly important and eating a proper diet, which is of whole foods, no glyphosates, no heavy metals, and making sure that you get rid of any of your iron cooking utensils, because iron, as Steve, you mentioned, is a pro-oxidant and will aid your skin, it will aid your brain, aid your heart, and aid your liver. So that's rule number one. Any discussion about that, gentlemen? Yeah, I've got a question for you. I, I'm not sure if you can answer or not, but it's, it's about vitamin D and why is so many people or why are so many people deficient in vitamin D? Because I test everyone in California. These people are not lathering sunscreen all over themselves. They're getting out in the sun during the summer months. They're, they're taking vitamin D and their levels are still in the 20s. Why, do you, why is that? I think well, they need more. San Diego, Drew, if, 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 you, if you're really low down in San Diego, you're, not, you're testing people up around San Francisco, right? In that area? Yeah, yeah, but still, I mean, anywhere from from April until October, you're going to get the synthesis of of vitamin D when the sun hits your skin. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, because I've heard things of, uh, you know, whether glyphosate is playing a role in this in terms of um, the the body's ability to to make vitamin D. But I know there's got to be something out there that is either using up our vitamin D or something. So I'm I'm curious if you've heard anything about that, Anne Louise. I think they're taking vitamin D in all the wrong ways. I think many people are taking a water-soluble vitamin D. It's an oil-soluble vitamin. It needs to be taken in oil. Mm-hmm. I see a major difference when people take it in the emulsified forms that are out there these days or in a little oil capsule in a soft gel. And I'd also like to suggest that a lot of people are using not just sunscreen that some people are still using, but they're using any kind of uh, cover-up on their skin, any kind of... Um, makeup that may have a sunscreen in it, a built-in sunscreen. So I think that's important. And then Mm -hmm. third, last but not least, you've got to go out in the sun at least 20 minutes a day. Yeah. And we should mention the best sunscreen uh, to, to protect yourself is really zinc oxide. That, that, that's what the lifeguards used to use years ago. When they years ago. And not the nanoparticle, not the nanoparticle zinc right. oxide. Mm-hmm. How do you use the real, the real zinc there? oxide so you have a white face or white nose. <laughs> but you know what I've been using? I use an internal sunscreen. I don't talk about it a lot in the book. It's a sulforaphane product. It's called Vitalica sulforaphane, and it's actually an activated sulforaphane, which is very important to the vitamin D receptors as well, Dr. Drew. Oh, good so to know. Interesting. That's what I've been taking. It's like a broccoli seed extract that was formulated with Johns Hopkins. I think the company has a patent for it, and I'm taking it on a daily basis, and I can go out in the sun without getting sunburned anymore. It's the mm. purest product on the planet, and it helps my estrogen, because I can tend to be a little estrogen dominant, like so many of the women that I know that you see, Dr. Drew. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, just a point on that. I um, I make this salad maybe six days out of seven where I put, I put 10 fruits and vegetables in the salad, actually more, about a dozen. And one of the things I use is broccoli sprouts. What do you think about broccoli sprouts and Louise? I adore broccoli sprouts, very high in glutathione. Yeah. So we love broccoli sprouts, but this particular broccoli seed has the highest amount of sulforaphane in the plant and sulforaphane is so very important as a kind of antioxidant to protect against cancer and any other kind of deleterious condition. But as an internal sunscreen, it's the best. I'm also going to write about broccoli seed oil to put on your face because it's the most most prominent anti-aging serum I've ever used. So there's all kinds of ways that you can use broccoli. Broccoli sprouts using your olive oil dressing would be lovely. And the broccoli seed extract in this form from Vitalica. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Internally and externally. Yeah, and Drew, I want to mention one more thing about what Emily we said about quercetin. I mean, we've yes. mentioned this on this show uh, maybe you know a, a half a dozen times. But Anne Louise, are you privy to the Zuplin elderly study that was done in Holland, uh, looking at longevity uh, in aging Dutchmen? It went on for thirty to forty years. No, I heard of that. It's an amazing study. I was a young cardiologist. I, I mean, I was in my, in my like mid thirties, and I came across this article about aging Dutchmen. And they looked at these, these, you know, Dutch males. It was only males. And the study went on as long as you lived. In other words, they didn't care if you died of cancer, heart disease, stroke, or it didn't make a difference. They just wanted to know how long you lived. And what they did is they measured the blood quercetin level uh, in these men. And they looked at, yes, and they looked at how much, how many onions they ate. <laughs> which is loaded with quercetin. And that's why, you know, in the in the COVID epidemic, I mean, quercetin fights respiratory diseases. I mean, everybody should be eating onions right now. But they everybody. look at green apples, which contain quercetin, onions, and black tea. So they looked at three substances, you know, whether they drank black tea, ate green apples, took onions, and they measured the, the viral flavonoid level, the, the amount of quercetin in the bloodstream. And this is amazing. The higher the blood level of quercetin, the longer these guys live. There was a linear relationship. It was amazing. Wow. It was absolutely it, amazing. It's also a cancer queller and a cancer anti-cancer, along with berberine and turmeric. So quercetin right. is really up there. I mean, I and we're not really getting enough of it in the diet. I think because of the pandemic, people are much more conscious of this. Don't you agree? Much they're much more knowledgeable. Oh yeah. But it, did you see in my book, did you see the tables that I have in the book, the back of the book? Oh, well, I'm in the tables right now about the, uh, uh, the, the, the seven rule tables. I have that, yeah. Do you see how quercetin is mentioned throughout the seven rules? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, listen, quercetin, well, you and I are on the same page with quercetin. We absolutely yeah. love it. In fact, Drew and I, Drew and I use quercetin in a, in a respiratory uh, a supplement. I mean, it, quercetin does everything right. It's just unbelievable. It's a natural antihistamine. Yes. That's right. That's why we put it in lung and bronchial. You know, one of the reasons why I moved to Florida, Ann Louise, I don't know if you know this, but in April and May, I would get wrecked with pollen allergies. In, are, in you, are, you in Florida? are you in Florida now, by the no, way? No, actually, I'm still in Connecticut. Uh, I'm going to get out of here in a couple of weeks. I had a cataract operation, and I had a little complication in one eye, so I have to go back for a third. But, like, um, you know, being in Connecticut was a deal breaker for me because of the pollen. And, uh, you know, again, that's why I moved to Florida. I mean, you know, the, the, the amount of pollen in Florida in April and May is nil compared to uh, what we get here in Connecticut. I can imagine that's where quercetin comes in handy. Absolutely. 
I mean, I I live on lung and bronchial, I gotta tell you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, fragilis, quercetin, marshmallow root. I mean, you are the queen of NAC, N-acetylcysteine. I mean, I mean, that's awesome because you're a glutathione lady. And you know, and I think and and you know, it's a wonderful mucus thinner. People don't realize that, yeah, but I think it that. really um, mucus. And I take more than 600 milligrams a day. I take 1,200 milligrams a yeah, day. Yeah, that's the right dose. And, you know, for our listeners, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, they've done research on this, and it shortens it shortens the period of a respiratory virus. So, in other words, if there's a virus harboring in your body that can last maybe seven days to a week, if you take an NAC, like 1,200 milligrams, that can almost cut the time in half. So that's amazing uh, what these nutrients do. Amazing, amazing. And it's you'll see it in my tables in radical longevity. You'll see quercetin, you'll see NAC, you'll see olive oil all over the place. We're so on the same page. <laughs> That's right. Well, That's what right. about uh, what what about rule number two? Uh, take on the toxic overload. Talk about that for a moment. So we're being we're being held hostage because of the environment. One of my friends once said we need three livers to detoxify all the environmental assault. So you got the EMS that we're living with. You've got the toxic overload from the heavy metals. You've got the glyphosates. You've got the nano aluminum. So we're living in toxic soup, and you have to do a daily detox, something for your liver to get rid of all these toxic overloads. Make sure that your bile is clean and thinned out, because that's where all the toxic overloads get sent. So I think it's very important that we realize that these things are not just toxic, but they're cumulative. Yeah. And the two that are the most toxic of everything in that chapter, what would you think of in terms of heavy metals, Dr. Drew? Well, I mean, you talked about lead, you talked about mercury. I think you also talked about aluminum as well. Aluminum, and why aluminum? Because it can end up in the brain. So yes. we know that aluminum is a problem. You know, years ago, they used to say aluminum was very connected to dementia and all kinds of mm -hmm. Alzheimer's. And then they said there wasn't any research. But in my book, I do some research with a Dr. Christopher Exley out of the UK, who's known as Mr. Aluminum. He published 150 papers and found conclusively that people that had severe Alzheimer's also had extraordinarily high skyrocketing levels of aluminum. So the question is, where is it coming from? It's coming from your antiperspirants. It's coming from your pots and pans. It's coming from your from some of your, your drugs, your medications, maybe yeah. some of the anti-acids, but you've got to really watch the aluminum. So no aluminum foil in the kitchen. My teacher used to say, I'd rather have a deadly serpent than aluminum foil. <laughs> you know, Drew's, Drew's wife is a naturopath and she uses parchment paper. With, yes. For everything, yes. we bake everything. She puts a parchment paper on glass. So, you know, you have a clean pan to work with. And at the same time, you know, you're protecting yourself from, you know, heavy metals. That's what we do. We put the parchment paper and then the aluminum because aluminum foil is even more deleterious than aluminum, especially if you're cooking something acidic with a little wine, a little, a little lemon juice, a little tomato juice. You got to be very, very careful about it. So aluminum has to go. Instead of aluminum, we use a great uh, a stainless steel. We use maybe a little bit of glass. And also we use a, a clay that's, that's lined with a glaze that is uh, a glass glaze. 
so that there's no clay that comes forth into the food. So you gotta be really very careful. The one that I think is most interesting in there is copper because I make the connection between copper based on the research of Dr. George Brewer and Alzheimer's. So that to me is the real kicker. Getting rid of copper, curbing your copper, the divalent copper, the copper that's inorganic that can end up in your brain and really is a precursor to all the amyloid plaque that starts to aggregate in those people that have neuron death. So getting rid of the copper, getting rid of the aluminum, getting rid of the mercury in your fillings, getting rid of the cadmium, which is so connected to cancer. You got to be a nutritional detective and you got to get the book because I'll teach you how to detoxify it, eliminate it and neutralize it for life. You know, and, and another another piece that you brought up in this chapter on the toxic overload, Anne Louise, was the uh, parasite piece, which I'm so happy you did because Parasites are so incredibly difficult to test for and diagnose, but yet a lot of people have them. And a lot of people think that, well, I'm in the United States, there's no parasites around here, but there certainly are. And I loved how you just, you talked about how to, you know, make sure you wash your hands and do this and that in terms of like preventing, um, you know, parasites, but also you gave some treatment ideas for it, which I thought was fantastic. Well, I was known as the worm lady years ago because my original <laughs> teacher back in the coming to dinner, right? Yeah, guess what came to dinner? The parasites in your house. But they're still out there. I'd say seven out of 10 of us are carrying one or more uninvited guests. We've got the large ones, the small ones, the microscopic invaders, the microscopic vampires, I like to say. You gotta do a parasite cleanse like the Europeans do twice a year. They give all these anti-parasitics to their dogs and horses. You gotta take something yourself, especially around the full moon when they like to really rear their ugly heads. And if you have animals, and we love our animals, I mean, I'm a lover of animals as well. You've got to make sure that you clean the animal and clean yourself. So that's what's very important. So this is what you do twice a year. Sometimes you can do it three to four times a year in the summer and in the winter, right after you have a vacation. Parasites thrive on sweets and sugar and a lot of starches. So you need a lot of garlic in your diet, a lot of onions because of the quercetin and because of the, because of the sulfur. You need a lot of thyme and you need a lot of mugwort tea, as well as pumpkin seeds. There's nothing like pumpkin seeds to get parasites out of the system and say, adios, amoebas. And is there any difference between uh, raw or, or roasted pumpkin seeds? Not really. You want to lightly toast them, a little bit of salt, a little bit of Himalaya salt or Celtic salt or a little bit of rock salt. And that's the best way to really deparasitize your system. It's the greatest snack for kids on the planet because it'll keep them from having pinworms, which I think are really part and parcel of all the hyperactivity that we see. Ooh, great point. Awesome. Awesome point. Drew, I want to mention one more thing while we're on toxicity. Yep. And Louise, what about arsenic? I mean, arsenic is getting more and more pervasive in the environment. Um, and, and, and I'm sort of privy to this because I was trying to find a perfect risotto, you know, in my, in, in mm. my business, Vervana. And I stumbled across this company in Piedmont, Italy, where they test their rice for arsenic. People don't wow. realize, wow. Yeah, people don't realize that rice grown in America is loaded with arsenic because it's grown in water. And, you yes. know, arsenic's in anchovies and, and things, and it, it's, it's, it's getting more and more pervasive in the environment. So when I stumbled across this risotto company, they had the lowest arsenic levels I've ever seen. So I had this wow. risotto made up with artichoke. It has artichoke buds in it because artichoke, as you know, is good for the liver, you know, and stuff like that. And with the epidemic going on, I really thought that if he, if he, if he can get a perfect risotto without, you know, heavy metals and especially chemicals like arsenic and have, have artichoke at the same time, it would be a big win. So 
Do you I'll sell that in Steve? Do you do you sell that now? I'll that, send you that some. It's coming from Italy. I'm going to send you some. And uh, it's right now. It's it's probably in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean on a ship. <laughs> I love the concept of it. Now, you're right about the arsenic. It's loaded in rice. You've got to really soak your rice. A lot of arsenic in California, unfortunately, is loaded with arsenic. And the highest arsenic loaded product happens to be rice syrup. So make sure that if you're taking an alternative sweetener, the rice syrup is like sky high. I don't disagree with you one iota. And the way that you neutralize the arsenic is with selenium, very similar to right. mercury. Right. Good. Boy, this is great, Drew. We'll Good to know. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's see if we can cover a couple more of these rules. I mean, I'm, I'm learning a, a lot right now. What about rule number three, the stop ages, which is the advanced glycation end products? Do you want to speak to that? Yeah. See, nobody knows about that. Maybe Steve knows about that and you, Dr. Drew, because you're so involved with this on a daily basis. But that's a toxic waste product that you get from foods or from cooking foods in a certain cooking practice. So that's where you, you cannot be roasting grilling, broiling, or frying foods anymore, unless you marinate with a little bit of olive oil, oregano, and thyme. <laughs> and so rosemary. Is, rosemary takes out the inflammation. Yes, 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 by 50 to 85%, according to the clinical study. So I did a lot of work with a woman by the name of Helen Becerra, who with a team of researchers uh, did some research on age. She didn't actually do research on ages. She discovered ages accidentally when she was doing research on diabetes and found that diabetic complications were caused from the advanced glycation end products. She then discovered that the advanced glycation end products were probably the cause of diabetes and every other degenerative disease known to man. So you can stop it by eating foods on a daily basis that are extremely high in ages, and bacon is one of them. And Louise, I'm, I am all in on age glycation. What about alpha-lipoic acid as a supplement? How do you feel about that? I love it. I like our lipoic acid even better, Steve. Right, right. And Drew, what's your feeling about that as well? I mean, I use it for many different uh, conditions, including uh, helping lower blood sugar. There's a particular product out there you use combined with berberines. That's just a, a knockout for lowering blood sugar for people. And, you know, it works so well. I have low blood sugar, Dr. Drew, that I can't even take it because it's so effective. Right. Right. Yeah, so when it comes to age glycation, you can take certainly get away from the sugars, but you can also take supplements. And Anne Louise also mentioned bentafolamine as well, which I think is a really good supplement uh, to take for lowering blood sugar. The only ones that I know that really work for advanced glycation end products are the benfotiamine, which is that fat soluble B1. It's also good for neuropathy. Yes. And the other, the other one is carnosine. I'm in love with L carnosine. Very right. good for getting rid of the brown spots on your hands at 500 milligrams three times a day, and it will help the advanced glycation end products. So any kind of antioxidants, lots of plant-based products, lots of herbs, that's where the, the parsley comes into play, that's where the oregano, that's where the, the rosemary that you were talking about, Steve, excellent, and even thyme. Very, very high in antioxidants. Okay, let's move to number, uh, or sorry, rule number four, which is free up fascia for youthful movement. So we have a connective tissue, which is known as fascia, and it can get stuck or frozen, and then you think you have arthritis. So you've got to be moving on a daily basis. You know, we have a lot of repetitive 
movements that we're using now that we're at the computer, we're bent over so that the neck is doing the text neck thing. You've got issues with your wrists, with your hands. You've got to be moving as much as possible. You need to be doing massage. You need to be doing grounding, which will help to get rid of inflammation. You need to be doing all kinds of things that'll get your body moving with the proper rhythm so that the neuromuscular system is really having an ability to release, relax, and res become resilient once again. I thought I was coming down with a rheumatoid arthritis issue, but it was really a case of adhesions. So adhesions and scar tissue have a lot to do with repetitive movements. And I've been at the computer for the past 40 years writing all my books. So this is why free up fascia is so important to me. That's where cupping comes into play. That's where all kinds of acupuncture treatments. This is where I'm a big believer in Eastern medicine. And I'm sure you both agree. Yeah, I'll comment that uh, I, I've had a lot of back and neck pain in my life. And I had a series of rolfing that I did, which is really intense massage for those that are listening. I mean, like rolfing, it doesn't get more intense than that because you're almost crying on the table. It's so, it's so painful, <laughs> but um, the way that they work through the connective tissue and the fascia is incredible. And for me, it, it, was, a, it was a game changer in terms of uh, decreasing uh, muscle pain and joint pain in my body. And you know what I found for myself personally, that if you work with the teeth, the teeth and the jaw have a lot to do with muscle pain and, and so on and so forth downstream. That if there's issues with the TMJ, it'll affect the shoulder, the elbow, and the wrist. So for those of us that have dental issues, and I have major dental karma, I'll be the first to agree. Hmm. It's very important to make sure that your bite and that your teeth touch. I don't talk about this in the book, but I've got to let you know that it's very important for neuromuscular health, that the molars are touching. The more teeth you start losing without replacing them, the more your body becomes a little depleted. So it's very important for the whole system. Nobody looks at the mouth as kind of the entry point for the disease and the health of the whole body. You know, you're so right. Uh, uh, one of the psychotherapists I worked with was Dr. Alexander Lowen. And he yes. always said that the jaw, the health of the jaw was really the whole rudder for the pelvis as well. Because if the jaw is out of line, it puts the pelvis and the hip out of line. So it's, uh, I agree with you 100%. Yes, and people don't realize that. And as we get older, we get a little crooked, we get a little con constricted, and that's because we're not moving freely. And a lot of it has to do with all the dental work that we've had. Right. So look at the mouth. It's the seat of all disease and, and health. I used to say it's the colon. I think it, I think it starts really in the oral cavity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Jerome, I want to mention one thing because she mentions it in the book and it's the lymphatics. Yes. I just reviewed a book by a thoracic surgeon, Dr. Joe Lamole. Great book on lymphatics. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh do you know Dr. Lamole? Yes, yes, yes. yes. He wrote a book anyway, on lymphatics. Great book. I reviewed it. I really liked it. You know, I did some editing for him. And, and I got to tell you, you were getting to this too. I mean, the lymphatics is sort of an unsung hero. I know that people don't really deal with it, but Drew, as a natural path, he does his skin brushing, you know, and he, he does a light brushing and even the, even the trampoline work. You mentioned a trampoline in your book, Anne Louise. Rebounder. The rebounder, you know, moving the lymphatics because if the lymphatics, if the lymphatics, lymphatics get stuck, you know, things get stuck, then it's hard to detox. And that's really important. It, it is. It's a very important detoxing and processing system. Yes, I agree. I've written about the, the lymphatic system for all my books. I first discussed it in Beyond Pritikin, but it's exceedingly important when it comes to the, the, the health of the fascia, Drew. So I'm glad that you're that you're skin brushing. I skin brush and I jump every day. I jump <laughs> to get the lymphatics moving. 
I don't but, do anything else. I'm jumping up and down, up and down. There you go. I mean, the, the, the best thing that I'm doing these days is I'm actually combining the, the body work with uh, cold immersion. So I, I, I jump, jump in a very cold lake every single day for around a minute and a half, two minutes. And uh, the research on cold immersion shows that it's a terrific way to really, you know, improve circulation, but also work on the lymphatic system as well. Well, you let me know how that goes, my friend. God oh, bless. <laughs> it's been, a, like I said, for it, like rolfing, I've done those two things this winter and I've been in the least amount of pain than I've been in ever in my life. And I'm, I'm so grateful for those two therapies. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. And I got to tell you, Anne Louise, you know, the son teaches the father many times and uh, I have a far infrared sauna in my home and I sweat like crazy in that, you know, just trying to detox and everything else. But Drew taught me the hot cold. So when I, when I get out of the sauna, I take sort of a, a warm, tepid shower because it's right next to it. And then I get it cold. So I go cold, warm, cold, warm. And basically what Drew tells me is that when, you, when you're doing those temperature variations, you're cleansing the lymphatic system at the same time. Yes, yes, it's so very important. I do a massage. You're, you're a lot more brave than I am, brave and courageous gentlemen. I do a massage on a weekly basis. That's my lymphatic cleanse, but I use special oils. I use cypress essential oil, which gets the lymphatics moving and oh. any kind of citrus. Cypress is my very favorite. There's nothing like cypress because it removes cellulite. Interesting. Interesting. You know, a lot of the essential oils have the phytoncides in it, which are these organic compounds from nature that can, um, can actually improve your health too. So that's, that's really neat to know that. Um, well, Anne Louise, I'm going to name off these last rules, and then I think our listeners just have to go out and buy your book and read it because we, we, we could just discuss this all day. But number five is uh, activate cellular uh, rejuvenation. Number six is mind your minerals. And number seven is optimize the gut-brain connection. So we're going to have to have the listeners just read your book to really learn more about those things. Drew, I um, want to say one thing about, sure. uh, you know, Anne Louise mentions berberine in there, you know, in, in, as far as the uh, cellular regeneration. Yeah. And remember on a previous show, I mentioned how berberine stimulates AMPK activity, mm -hmm. yes. which is the sort of the metabolic cleanup. And uh, this is amazing. I mean, uh, she's recommending five to 500 to a thousand milligrams a day. I think that's, you know, that's music to everybody's ears. I'm all in on berberine. I've been learning about it for the last 10 years. And I think it's just, uh, yeah. uh, it, you know, Remember, Anne Louise, the anti-aging movement, all the anti-aging doctors were taking metformin. Yes. And now yes, they yes. are all switching to berberine because berberine, you get, you know, no toxic, no, 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 activity no, toxic no toxic side effects. That's why I love the berberine, the turmeric, and the third one is quercetin. You can't yes. go wrong with those three. And those three factor are of health. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Well, Anne-Louise, as we wrap up our show today, as always, we're going to share some wellness wisdom with our listeners. Uh, in, the in, the, sorry, in your book, you talk about how you can manipulate your metabolism. What is one big thing that people can do to make their metabolism work better for them as they age? One of the important things that I learned about was hemp seed oil because it's mm. a good omega-6. It's high in gamma-linolenic acid, which is a, a good omega-6, not the toxic omega-6s that you get in so many of the commercially processed vegetable oils. One to two tablespoons a day makes psoriasis and eczema go away. And it will also really help the structure of your cell membranes. And it's very good for the mitochondria because it's a source of GLA, which gets the mitochondria really burning up. Mm. 
So GLA saves the day and it's excellent for the skin. It's excellent for any kind of skin condition and very good for your metabolism. So GLA, you can find it in hemp seed oil. You will thank me because the hair, skin and nails will take on a new glow and people will never guess your true age. What about black currant oil, black currant seed oil? I adore that too. That's a supplement. You can take that in supplemental form, maybe one to two grams a day. I do both internally and externally. And does the hemp seed have to be, uh, the hemp seed oil have to be refrigerated? Is that correct? It should because it's omega-6. So that means it's a polyunsaturated fatty acid. Yes. But people that have had long-term eczema and psoriasis have done everything under the sun. They've taken omega-3s, omega-7s, omega-9s. God only knows. They take this omega-6 and it goes away in three weeks. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Anne Louise, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was fantastic. We could just talk all day around uh, the topics in your book. <laughs> you know, Drew, we should probably do a part two, maybe three months from now and, and really go over, you know, four, five and six <laughs> because they're really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love to. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. You have a beautiful rest of your week, gentlemen. You too. All right. Bye bye, Anne Louise. That's our show for today, folks. If you have a question or an idea for a show topic, please send us an email or share a post with us on Facebook. And remember, if you like what you heard today and you want to be an active member of the Be Healthistic community, subscribe to our podcast at BeHealthisticPodcast.com or on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorites. You can also find more great content and information from us and the Healthy Directions team at HealthyDirections.com. I'm Dr. Drew Sinatra. And I'm Dr. Steve Sinatra. And this is Be Healthistic. Thanks for listening to Be Healthistic, powered by our friends at Healthy Directions with Drs. Drew and Steve Sinatra. See you next time.